Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our hobby farm or how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or if it's just about my faith in general, because I truly believe the remedy to clutter and chaos these days is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to simplify. I also wanted to take this time to thank Apologia for being our podcast sponsor this year. Please visit Apologia.com to find amazing resources for the Christian family. So today I'm sitting here, and we've just been thawing out from the most frigid weather I can ever describe to you. (laughs) Now, for all of you who listen regularly or read my blog, you know I do not like to be cold. And the irony is I was just embracing winter, like right around Christmas time. I was posting how, you know, I, I see the good in every season and I appreciate winter. It's beautiful. And literally, right after I said that, boom, it was like negative a billion for days on end. And it was so cold. (laughs) So be careful what you embrace. So today it's going up to a balmy 35 degrees here and it feels like summer. Perspective really changes things. Yesterday it was 14 and I thought it was warm because it wasn't below zero. So I've been out there with the chickens every morning and I can't even tell you how difficult it has been to keep them alive during this. <laughs> well, they seem okay, but it's it's keeping up with their water and the ice and it's just been crazy. So anyway, we're sitting here on a beautiful, I'm looking out my window as I speak to you on a beautiful, I want to say beautiful winter morning at 30 degrees, but it is, it's beautiful. God is so good. And today we are going to talk about some homeschool topics. So I'm excited. I'm sort of trying to do homeschool topics every other week on the podcast because I realize I have many listeners who are not homeschoolers, but I also have a majority of you, I think, find me that way through the homeschooling community. So I try to touch a little bit on everything. I mean, homeschooling is a huge part of our life and about it really is a huge part about how we keep things simple um, because it helps us with our family life to keep everybody together. So today we're going to talk about, since it's the new year, 10 resolutions that I have for your homeschool. And before I even get started on that, I wanted to thank um, the Phonics Museum by Veritas. This is a new app, and they have some special um, treats for you guys, for my listeners. I wanted to tell you about this new app that is... um, like I said, from Veritas, from the Phonics Museum. If you go to phonicsmuseum.com slash simply, you are going to find out all about it, and you are also going to get some freebies just for my listeners. So I know one of the most daunting tasks about homeschooling for me was teaching my kids to read. And I know that sounds like weird because isn't reading so easy for us as adults, right? And you think it's easy to teach a child to read, but it wasn't. It was always such a daunting task for me because I felt like it was a huge responsibility. I have to teach my child to read, and if they don't, I fail forever. And so 
I wish I had this app um, when my one of my children was younger because my first two learned to read pretty easily, and then my third one had a lot of difficulty, and he struggled. And this app is amazing. I've checked it out myself. I had the opportunity to try it out, and it is wonderful for hands-on learners um, that really, you know, it, it involves all the senses and it's very engaging and it's very, um, uh, appealing to young ones. So I encourage you to check it out. Go to the phonics, um, no, go to phonicsmuseum.com slash simply where you'll find out all the information. You can have a free trial. You'll also get a free ebook early primer reader. You'll get an activity ebook that you can print out called My Alphabet Book, and you'll also get a Phonics Museum paper tube activity to print out. So go check it out. Thank you to the Phonics Museum for that amazing offer for my um, listeners out there on the Simply Living for Him podcast. So as we are talking about resolutions for our homeschool, I wanted to talk about 10 resolutions that I wrote down. Um, some of these things you're going to be like, I know I've heard that before, but really take them to heart today. It's a new year. You know, I know we don't have to make, I'm not big on making New Year's resolutions at all, but I thought that these were resolutions that could, you know, transform your homeschool. Um, and maybe they're resolutions that can cause a revolution in your homeschool, right? Maybe you're co- kind of going in the wrong direction and need to be turned around. And so hopefully these might stop you mid-year and kind of evaluate where you're at in your homeschool um, and you can um, make these changes. In a couple of weeks, the next um, homeschool podcast uh, episode I have slated for you guys is combating the winter doldrums in your homeschool. So you will want to watch for that in a couple of weeks. Um, And we'll touch on that a little bit today, but I know at this time of the year, that's huge for many of us, for me included. So we're going to talk about that in a couple of weeks. So the 10 resolutions I have for you, let's start. Let's go right through the list. The first one is something that's not new. You've heard me say this over and over again, but you know what? (laughs) I will not stop saying these things because being in the homeschool community, I see these things going on all the time and it breaks my heart. And that's why I continue to go speaking at homeschool conventions. I'm planning on writing more books and uh, I just want to connect with as many homeschool families as possible and get these messages out. My first resolution for you is in the new year and always to follow God, right? Sounds so easy. And you're all like, yeah, I know we follow God, but no, really, because we say that. And then what do we do? We go and search Google. We so go and search the Facebook. We join every group on Facebook that has to do with homeschooling. We join, you know, um, the co-ops, we join the support groups, we join all these things. And we really start listening to everybody else and drowning out his voice. As I've said before, choose God over Google. Now, the reason I'm talking about these resolutions today are these are all things I've done myself. So it's not like I'm over here, you know, preaching and saying, oh, this is what you should do to have a perfect homeschool. Because I don't. 
<laughs> By no means do I have the perfect homeschool or does anybody out there. These are lessons that I have learned along the way. And I am passing on, hopefully, to encourage somebody else out there. Because I've done it. I have not followed God. I have followed what the Facebook group says to do. I have followed what the latest book on doing everything right, you know, and who is right. God is right. If you want to find the ultimate homeschool manual on how to do this, go to the Bible. You're not going to open the Bible and it's going to tell you what curriculum to choose and what method to choose and how to homeschool your kids. But the Bible is full of all the wisdom we need to do anything in life, including homeschooling. And when we are filled with God's word and God's truth, we are able to discern what to do in our homeschool. So no, it's not going to outline because that's what we want, right? We want a book that outlines. This is exactly how you should homeschool. And here's the schedule to follow. And here's the books to follow. And then your kids will turn out okay. But that's not God's way of doing things. He's going to give us His wisdom through His Word. He wants us to get close to Him, to follow Him in everything we do, not just homeschooling, because homeschooling is just a tiny little part of our whole life. And then we will be able to discern because we will be able to follow His Spirit and His leading, and we will know who to follow out there and who not. Listen, you are answering to Him. You are not answering to anybody else. So that will be my number one resolution for you. Don't listen to people. Listen to Him. And I say this all the time when I go speaking at conventions. Don't listen to me. Listen to God. Sure, if I tell you something that you can glean from, you know, that how we do things in our homeschool, but I am not the one with all the answers. God is. And my ultimate mission is always to point homeschooling families, women at my retreats, whatever it is, to Jesus, not to me. I'm not the expert, not to anybody else and how they're doing things. So don't listen to people, listen to Him. Sure, There are a lot of wonderful people out there with great advice, and there's a time and a place for that. But that doesn't come before you have sought God in everything. And that would bring me to my next resolution. Number two would be to pray over your home school. You guys have heard me say this before, but do you guys do it? Do you print out the 31 days that I have put up there so many times? People are like, oh, 31 days of praying over your homeschool. Do you print it out and then tuck it away and forget about it? I even forget to do that sometimes. But we need to make it a habit. It must be a habit. And I have done that over the years. I have said, you know, I'm going to start my morning and my prayer time praying over my family, obviously praying over each kid individually, each, um, you know, personally and their struggles. Just praying over your homeschool. I do, like I mentioned, I have a free printable, 31 Days of Praying Over Your Homeschool. It's also included in my called home book in the journal section in the back of the book. And that is 31 verses that I have handpicked that I thought would be helpful for a homeschool family. You can choose your own, but those are a guide if you don't even know where to start. But pray over your homeschool. Pray over your decisions. Pray that God would lead you each day because There are going to be many days that are hard, and those are not something to be avoided because sometimes God wants us to go through hard stuff. 
Sometimes God wants us to go through difficulty so that we can come out on the other side. And um, I'm not saying like celebrate all the hard stuff. I know some of us have really difficult days and it's not fun, but know that God is in it. And the only way to get through those hard days are if you are steeped in prayer, not just the hard days, not just the good days, every single day. Just ask God, how do you want me to homeschool my family? How can you use me in my children's life today? Because this is about so much more than academics, right? And then even in the academics, and like right now we're in the really yucky stage that I'm not caring for too much is planning for college. Never thought I'd be there, but here we are. And my answer every day is, okay, You know, when I talk with my daughter, it's like, we need to just follow God on this. We have our ideas about what we want her to do, and she has her ideas, but we have to keep throwing our hands up in the air and saying, all right, well, we're going to pray about it. Because God has a plan for each of our children, and our job is to walk with them while we keep our eyes on Him and let that plan unfold. We have to not take our eyes off of Him and try to make things work out our way. You know, I just said this to my daughter the other day. We're not making plans and then asking Him to make those plans come true. We're asking Him first, we want to be in your will. We want to be in your will. I don't ever want to be outside of His will. So, Lord, please line up your plans with our plans. So praying over your homeschool praying over your children, praying over your future. Please make that a resolution to do every single day without fail in your home school. Number three, I've done this myself recently and it's been wonderful. Limit your social media during your homeschooling hours. And I know that's a difficult one for many of us because it's like, but I need to talk with adults during the day. (laughs) I'm surrounded by toddlers and preschoolers and children, and I want to connect with adults during the day. Well, we chose this job, right, as a homeschooling family, as a homeschooling mom, and we need to do our job and do it well. And I am really fearful for this generation of homeschooling moms because we are so busy connecting with other people during the day. I'm just going to say it flat out. It's not always fruitful. I made hours for myself at the beginning of the year that, um, I, you know, that I said to myself, these are, because I work on social media. So me, I, I am on social media every day because my blog, the podcast, the things I do, you know, that's all involved on social media, but there's a time and a place And I can't be checking, 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 and trying to give my full attention to my children at the same time. Now, the fear I also have about social media, and I'm doing an entire presentation this year um, at the homeschool conventions I'll be speaking out um, about, at some of them, about this topic of mental clutter. But what I feel is... um, incredibly disruptive right now is the amount of noise we're letting into our minds. Even if we feel like it's just harmless scrolling through the internet, say we're just scrolling through Facebook because we have five minutes, you know, our child's doing their math and we're just like, you know what, I'm just going to sit here and scroll through. It's a lot of noise. Like we don't realize it, but we're cluttering up our minds. Number one, with everybody else's burdens, because you see a lot of stuff on there sometimes that are sad, sad stories, news stories, personal stories, you know. Um, There's tons of that stuff. 
And we're also allowing just the noise. Like, okay, picture yourself sitting in a room and you have at that moment, people that you went to high school with, people that you know now, family members from across the country, uh, people that maybe are coworkers of your uh, spouse, um, people that are acquaintances, people that are your very best friends, and they're all talking to you literally at once. You're like, what? I can't. I can't hear you all at once. But that's what we're doing when we're on Facebook. And they're not only talking to you, they're showing you pictures, they're sharing links, they're showing you their favorite recipe. I mean, and all of these things are okay. I'm not saying they're not. But the amount of noise that we're allowing in our mind, in our day, is unprecedented. We've never lived in a time like that where you could literally see what somebody from high school, you know, a good friend from today, uh, a friend from church, all these people are literally talking to us at once. And we don't realize that. We don't see it that way. And we wonder why we're becoming forgetful, why we're becoming distracted, why we can't think straight. I mean, I couldn't think straight before Facebook. (laughs) So really... We have to evaluate how much. So I have made hours for myself between six and nine um, is when I can scroll on through and do what I need to do. And I try to schedule a lot of my Facebook posts for my blog. So if you see Bible-based homeschooling and Simple Living for Him and I'm posting during the day, a lot of times I'm not there. I've scheduled it ahead (laughs) because I'm trying to stay away from being distracted during the day because what can be a you know, oh, I also turned off notifications on my phone so I don't have to see my phone going off. If I want a notification, I need to actually go on there and find it later. So it may mean I'm slower at answering things, but you know what? My family comes first and so does my mental health. So, um, you know, limiting social media during the day. And then I've let myself, you know, during lunchtime, um, we usually have our big break time at lunchtime and then, of course, evenings or whatever. But during homeschool hours, I am trying to limit as much as I possibly can. And really, I'm hoping that spills over to other times because I have found the freedom that I don't even want to check anymore. I don't even really feel the need to check because um, I'm just enjoying being with my kids. So it's been very freeing and um I would encourage you to make that resolution that you don't check the social media. I mean, I've always sort of had this rule for myself that um, I would only be on at certain times, but you know how it is. Like the notification goes off and you check and then you get sucked in. So then I turned off the notifications. And, you know, once in a while, I mean, I'm not trying to be legalistic here. Like, oh, I saw you on at 10 o'clock and you're supposed to be doing math with your kid. I mean, that's between... (laughs) That's between you and God. Same for me. Like, yeah, I might check in the middle of the hours that I didn't set or whatever. But the point is to hold myself accountable and make sure that um, I am being diligent to protect what goes into my mind and how I am focused, fully focused on my kids during homeschool hours. Um, I never answer the phone during homeschool hours, but guess what? I never answer the phone not during school hours. I need to talk about that on the blog one day. I have a phone phobia. Um, so, you know, that isn't a big deal for me, but it's the emails, it's the social media stuff. So, um, 
I would encourage you to set that resolution as well. The next resolution is don't compare. Now, you've heard this one a gazillion times, and you're like, oh, no, don't compare to others. But again, everyone's still doing it. So I'm just going to briefly touch on not comparing to others because your homeschool is not supposed to look like anybody else's homeschool. I've been saying this for years. It is between you and God what you do. We are not to copy what somebody else is doing because God has a unique purpose for each family. And I personally want to live out the purpose He has for me, not for somebody else, right? Because He has a unique purpose that is set apart just for your family. And He does not want you trying to copy someone else's family because that actually is coveting. That's coveting somebody else's life. And he doesn't want us to do that. But I also wanted to tell you about comparison within your own family. And this is something that I have dealt with for sure. If you have more than one child that you're homeschooling, it becomes very easy just to compare within and think to yourself, well, my other one read faster. Remember I was saying in the beginning of the episode about the app that was out, I had one that struggles with, I have one that still struggles with school. And it's so easy for me to default to, well, his brother learned quickly and, you know, or his sister learned quickly. And why is, why is this, you know, happening? Why, why can't he keep up with how they were at this age? (laughs) Because they're not them, right? God has created each child uniquely for a purpose, for his purposes, and he has created them uniquely in how they learn. Many of them learn differently. They all learn on their own timetable, right? Same thing as when they're babies. Some learn to walk when they're nine months. Some learn to walk when they're 18 months, right? Some learn to read when they're four. Some learn to read when they're eight. But when we push them along, trying to make them do things they aren't capable yet because God didn't create them that way, then we end up causing more um, pain and suffering right there in our homeschool and in our family. Saying it because I've done it and I've seen... um, the issues that that causes. And so I'm telling you today, besides comparing your homeschool to anyone else's, don't compare your children. They all learn differently and uniquely. And isn't that why we're homeschooling? Because I wouldn't want my child to be struggling to keep up in the school setting. And, you know, I wouldn't want them to feel like they were not smart enough, or there was something wrong because they weren't keeping up with the other 20 kids in their class. So we have the freedom to homeschool them and let them walk on their timetable, let them learn on their timetable. But then we want that freedom and then we go and we stifle it by saying, why aren't they keeping up with everybody else? You know, Or you compare them to kids their own age outside of your family. I mean, the comparison trap is detrimental to moms, to kids, to families. So we need to put an end to that. This all goes back to seeking God in everything. If you're having a struggling learner, if you're having a child that isn't, you know, what you think is the ability, doing, working up to the ability for their age group, take that to God and seek him for help. And then that would bring me to the next resolution, which is to seek help when is needed, obviously. Um, And this I will caution comes only after you have been seeking God and asking him to lead you in how you should handle the situation. So if you find yourself homeschooling and you are truly, truly, you know, not getting through to a child or you think a child has a learning um, um, problem or, you know, something that is stopping them from learning to read or, you know, they have a learning difference 
Um, if you think that, you know, there is really an issue that is beyond your scope, that is what, why God has created other resources, you know, and other people to help us. So yes, seek God in everything, but that's where I would say seeking him to then lead you to the sources that can help you. Um, there is an amazing abundance of resources for homeschoolers these days. If you have a struggling learner, if you have a child with a learning difference, if you have special needs children, there are amazing resources. So use them again under the guidance of prayer and direction and seeking God. Use them. Reach out. Don't try to go it alone. Don't try to handle things on your own. Um, Seek professional advice. Um, and use the resources that are out there. If it's not just a learning problem, if you as the mom are feeling like, I can't do this anymore, if you're feeling despondent, you're feeling despair, and that's why I want to talk about the winter doldrums in a couple of weeks because that season is right here upon us. If you're starting to feel like you're so overwhelmed and you can't get out of this um, funk, you know, it's more than just a funk, it's like a big weight on you, seek help. Go to a pastor, go to a trusted, wise Christian friend. You need to have those kind of people in your life. Obviously, like I said, with seeking God first and praying for direction, but then seeking out help. God has created people in our lives for purposes. So seek help. Another resolution I would ask you to make in your homeschool, or I would, you know, I would suggest, I'm not telling you what to do, but if you are not reading the Bible together as a family, do so. I don't care how it looks. It doesn't have to be first thing in the morning, at lunchtime, at dinner time, at nighttime. You pick what works for your family. But two years ago, we started reading through the entire Bible as a family. It has become one of the biggest blessings we have ever done together as a family. Um, We are working through, we are getting towards the end, and I can't wait for the day to shout, hallelujah, we read through the whole Bible together. But it is one of our most precious times at night, and so we do do it at night, and you know, we every single night, it's, you know, what time is Bible time? When are we getting together for our Bible time? Um, And it has been transforming, and I can't wait to say that we have read through the entire Bible cover to cover as a family. So whether it's, you know, in the morning, it doesn't have to be big study time. You know, we started out, this is why it's taken us so long, because we started out doing this with um, a lot of commentary, a lot of discussion and study, and we off to a really slow start. Um, we haven't been, we just sort of look at commentary and discuss a little bit, but we haven't been getting like so in depth. And obviously if there's, um, something that comes up, that's really interesting and cool. We want to talk about it. But at one time I was literally like analyzing every line that we were reading with commentary. So, um, but you know what, if that's the way you want to do it, because I'm not on any timeline. Like we have to read the Bible in 90 days. We have to read the Bible in five years. It's, we have to just read the Bible together as a family. There's no greater gift you can give your children than them leaving your home someday when they go off on their own to look back and say their family gave them the gift of being in the Bible every single day. That's the wisest choice you can ever make. That's the most important book you will ever read to your children. It's the most important book that they will ever take with them. So give them that, um, I don't want to call it a habit. I just, it's, it's, it's a part of your 
your life. It's everything. It's the air you breathe. The word is the bread of life, you know, your living water, your um, air that you breathe. It sustains you and it is the only book that I know will make the most difference in my children's life. The next resolution I would say is have fun. Are you having fun in your homeschool? Some of you are going to write me and say, I'm having no fun. I have no joy. And why is that? Um, You know, again, when we talk about the winter doldrums in a couple of weeks, we will talk on all that stuff. But, um, you know, this is the time of year where we're kind of cooped up because it's negative a billion outside. And, uh, have fun. Just have fun. Have a spontaneous cookie party. Have a spontaneous uh, crafting time. You only get your kids for a short amount of time. I know this is so cliche, but it's so true. You want your kids to look back and remember that their homeschool years were fun. They were enjoyable, right? Mommy did the fun things because someday they're not going to be there to make the messes. And what do you have? A quiet, clean house. But your kids are gone. So you want to have those memories. Um, You want to have fun. You want to, I'm not saying, you know, do no work, but you want to have a really good balance of a hard, um, you know, hardworking and discipline, but let your kids have fun. Let yourself have fun. Every once in a while, it's okay, right? Not every once in a while. We should be doing it every day, but just have fun with your kids. Like, don't think too much about it. Like this is going to be messy or, you know, we don't want to take the time to do this or whatever. Just let loose a little bit and have fun. Um, the next resolution is involve your child in your homeschool plans, right? Um, you want to find out what things interest them the most. Like my little guy right now is really into animals and he wants to be a farmer And so I told him we're going to do a report on wolves. Well, he picked out wolves on an animal and he picked out wolves and he's been, you know, I'm just been letting him go, picking out books from the library. And I told him we're going to make a little report. He could present it to the family. Um, But I've involved him in that activity. I didn't assign him like, you're going to do a report on blah, blah, blah. I let him go with what interests him. But I'm also talking about with the older children, um, It's very important, and I've just realized this recently because some things were starting to slip away from us. And I realized when I was evaluating over Christmas, like my high schoolers, they're very independent with their work, and I've sort of taken that for granted. And I was sort of looking through their schedules, and I was like, wait, where's this? And what happened to this? And I realized, I said to them, every single day you need to check in with me. Or if we, you know, if if that's not doable for your schedule with older ones, make a point, whatever day of the week, like a Friday, maybe Friday afternoon, to just make an appointment with your kids. Like sit down and have tea or coffee or whatever it is and go through their schoolwork and have a little meeting. And it's about connecting and being accountable for your schoolwork and letting them be involved in the planning, like saying what's working, what's not, having the conversation. Um, Maybe there's something that they really just aren't, isn't working for them and, and they're afraid to tell you. Like, so if you're connecting every week, they're going to be more apt to tell you things. So whether it's with school or just personal things, making that connection with them. And then, like I said, involving them in the planning, saying, how's this going? Like, like I've said to my kids, do you like this 
you know, what we're using? Do you not? What's your opinion? Not saying if they say I don't like it, I'm just going to say, okay, stop. We're going to find something new. But it's going to stay in my mind to see how things are going and evaluate. And then, you know, planning for next year. Like I have a senior to plan for next year. So, you know, involving her in everything. This is her life. She needs to be um, understanding why I choose the things I choose. And it helps me to choose what classes or what things to do because I'm having her involved in it, telling me what her interests are. But you can start these kinds of things even when your kids are much younger starting with your younger ones, you know, sitting with them every week and asking them what's working, what's not, what do you like? What interests you? What do you think about this? What do you think? Um, you know, and, and then telling them just what I've told you to pray about it, starting when they're young, like, okay, you don't like this or you like this, or, you know, we're having this issue. Okay, let's pray about it. And I'm going to ask you during the week, say to your child, I'm going to ask you during the week to pray about it. And then when we meet again next Friday, let me know what you think the Lord is leading on this. Start young, teaching them how to um, be involved in the decisions, homeschooling and otherwise, and keeping those lines of communication really open. Because when we're in the thick of it, like on a Wednesday afternoon and everybody's like, you know, struggling with algebra and people are... Um, kind of emotion filled at that moment because this is hard or you're struggling or whatever. That's not the moment to really talk about um, any changes you'll want to make or how we can change things or how we can move forward. But on that Friday afternoon, when you're sort of out of the situation, school is done for the week, that might be the time to sit down in a little bit more calm fashion and talk about what's working and what's not. So involve your child in your homeschool plans and encourage them to pray with you and for their future as well. Start them young, even keeping a prayer journal. Tell them, you know, write down your concerns, pray about it, and see how God answers those prayers. Um, I have two more, um, two more here uh, resolutions for our homeschools. So the next one is now, if you guys know me, this is like no brainer, but I always have to include it because it's just, you know, my heart is keep it simple. Go back to the basics. Resolve to keep it simple. Stop trying to bring in all the complicated stuff. And just if, if you're feeling overwhelmed and you're feeling in the mid-year that there's something that needs to change, weed out the stuff that is distracting you. Weed out the clutter. Weed out the things you don't need. You really need like to try to incorporate all those little extras. Or should you just go back to the basics? You know, once you get a really good basic outline of the fundamentals for your academics, then you can add in some other stuff. Same thing with your schedule. Outline a basic schedule, but don't go overboard. Um, Go back to the basics and keep it simple. Obviously, I've written books on this, so if you want to know more about that, you can go check out my books on Simplifying Homeschool and my book called Home and Real Homeschool. I'll touch on those subjects as well. Also, if you're on Simply Living for Him, just search homeschool, and I have lots of posts about how to keep it simple in your homeschool. The last resolution I would say that, and these aren't really in any particular order, so this isn't like I saved the best for last, but 
I would say the first and most important one was the first one talking about following God. But the last one would be be consistent. And this is oh so difficult for me. So who am I to tell you to be consistent? But I'm not telling you to be consistent. I'm just saying, I think this is a good idea for most people, for myself included. I did a podcast a few years ago titled, um, how to be consistent in your homeschool when you're really a fly by the seat of your pants mama, because that's me. All right. I can be the one that gets an idea and I'm like all gung ho for it. And yay, we're going to do this. And then a week later, I'm like, eh, you know, the novelty wears off. So this one is difficult for me, but I have found that being consistent is so important. So that doesn't mean every day has to be a strict schedule because it's not in our family, but we have a consistent flow to our days and a consistent overall tone like God first, that's always consistent. Bible time, that's always consistent. Um, You know, math and reading, those are our consistent things. We always feel like we get those done, we're good. Uh, Keeping it simple. And then adding in the other things. So it's really important for our children to be consistent. And all those things I talked about before, like staying off social media during school time, having fun, um, not comparing, praying over your homeschool, those are all part of being consistent. If you can be consistent in all of these resolutions, then you're going to be on the path for a really successful homeschool. And what is success, right? I'm not saying that your kids are going to go to Harvard. Harvard? Harvard. (laughs) I'm saying a successful homeschool is one that is in God's will. So seek him first. The rest will fall into place. I have been literally saying that in my mind lately over so many things over and over. Seek him first. The rest will fall into place seek him first, the rest will fall into place. So I, that is like my mantra these days, and I would pray the same for you. Um, so I hope you enjoyed listening to these little resolutions. Tell me what you think. What would be on your list? Do you have any resolutions for your homeschool? I'd love to hear your comments. So comment on the Facebook page, comment on the blog page here. Please share this podcast episode with your homeschooling friends. I would love to get my messages out to more homeschoolers. If you're listening on iTunes, you can rate and review the podcast podcast there that really helps us to get the messages out, not just about homeschooling, but about simplifying in general and simply living for him. Don't forget, you can go to phonicsmuseum.com slash simply for your freebies and to check out this really cool app um, where they're saying that you can teach your kids to read in like four weeks. So go check it out. If you are somebody out there with a struggling learner or you have that age where you're like, oh no, I have to teach them to read, go check it out. Thank you to Phonics Museum for that. Also, please check out Apologia.com for their amazing resources for the Christian homeschooling family, everything from science to literature to Bible studies to um, writing to reading. Um, and encouragement for the homeschooling family. So thank you again for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.